Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So here we are, another week, another episode, and I'm a little late getting this one out, and that is because we had a house guest this week, and we have a lot of exciting things going on this week, and I'm going to tell you all about that in just a minute. Before I start, I'd love to thank my podcast sponsor. Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian homeschool publishing company. They have amazing curriculum and they also have resources, not just for the homeschooling family, but for any family, any Christian family that is looking for some great resources that will always point them to the Lord. We have enjoyed using their homeschooling curriculum for as long as I can remember, and they're truly, truly one of the best out there. So go check them out at apologia.com. So yeah, we had a cool week this week. We had a house guest. If you guys are following me over on Facebook, you can go check out my interview. We had a live, I want to say an interview, it was a chat. It was a live um, video yesterday with Dorenda Wilson from the Dorenda Wilson podcast and the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler. Dorenda is an amazing source of encouragement, and she has homeschooled all eight of her children, graduated six. She has two more that she'll be launching in the near future, and she's just an amazing wealth of information, resource of encouragement and wisdom. And we had a great time. Her family, well, her and her husband were passing through, and um, they came and took a detour to Love's Farm and spent the night. So we had some great fellowship with them. And then Dorenda and I sat on my front porch, and we had a little Facebook Live where we talked about homeschooling, and we talked about just lifting those burdens that homeschooling moms put on themselves and finding joy in their homeschool. So go check that out. I also uploaded the video to YouTube. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you can find the video there as well. And go check out Dorenda because she is incredible. I'm going to have her on the podcast in the near future. You guys are going to love listening to her. So today I wanted to talk about just some things. You know, I'm funny. I was thinking in the introduction here. I always say, you know, I talk about all things simple, life on our hobby farm, how I keep it simple, my homeschool, and you'll always just hear about Jesus because I believe the remedy for clutter and chaos is Jesus. And we are going to talk about that part, the remedy for clutter and chaos today a little bit. And we are going to talk about, um, you know, how I really want to talk today about how the word has transformed my life. And this is really uh, central to living simply. You get in the word, you're not going to desire the things of this world. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, but also, as I was saying the intro, I was thinking life on our hobby farm. I haven't talked about life on our har- hobby farm that much recently. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, the reason being, um, well, not that I have, this is why I haven't talked about it, but I want to tell you about the hobby farm this summer. The hobby farm this summer I mean, we're in full effect with the goats and the chickens and all that, but the garden took an unintentional year of rest this year. And sometimes, you know, this has to do with simplifying. Sometimes you have to realize when to let go the things 
you just can't do at that time, right? Now, y'all know we moved into our house here out in the country about five years. It'll be five years next month, which is amazing. And this is our dream little property. We wanted a simple life. We wanted to live in the country. We did not grow up in the country. I grew up right outside of New York City. Uh, We wanted to slow down the pace. We moved to a town of 1,800 people. It's a tiny, teeny little town, and we absolutely love it. We have beautiful property and you know, our little pretend hobby farm, as we call it. And, um, you know, we got our goats and our chickens and all that. And so we have slowed down a lot since we've moved out here. We have really tried to focus on what's most important, you know, and to really not focus on the stuff of this world, but to focus on living our lives for Jesus. And one of the ways we were doing that, and you guys know we started gardening the first year we were here, First couple of years, we had a really great garden, produced a ton of extra food, and that was our intention. We wanted to produce extra food so that we could give it away in our community for free. And so we did that the first few years, and it was like a ministry, really. It was really um, just incredible to grow all this abundance. We to- Like the first year, we were so blessed. We had so much extra and we had tons of eggs. We had all our chickens at the time. So we put out a farm stand in front of our home that year and my kids would sit out there and they had a sign, you know, free and people would come up and they would take their food and it was just a great way to kind of reach out to the community. And we also printed out little papers to put in their little bags when they took their food And on those little papers, we sort of, you know, explained why we were giving away the food for free. Because most people would stop and they would be like, why is this free? You're not charging. Like they thought there was a catch. (laughs) And so we were like, no, we believe that, you know, we were blessed by this house from God. And we believe it does not belong to us, but it belongs to him. And we're going to use it to share the good news of Jesus. And, you know, we named our farm Love's Farm. God's love lives here at Love's Farm, and we want to share that with others. So anyway, it was a great way to kind of connect with people, to feed them spiritually and nourish um, nourish them, you know, physically and spiritually. And so <clears throat> we we did that the first few years, and we were really looking forward to doing that again this year. And then, you know what, life just got really complicated and busy and hard and all kinds of good and hard and everything mixed in there this summer. You know, you guys have heard me talk enough if you've been listening to podcasts for a while about the summer we had and and my daughter going off to college and it was a big deal. You know, there's a lot going on here. So we had a really, really busy summer. If you guys remember way back when, um, I think I probably mentioned it on the podcast, definitely probably talked about it on Facebook, but I wrote the curriculum for my church's uh, day camp this year. We do not just a VPS. We do a full day day camp for the community. And my daughter, the one that went off to college, was the director this year, which is an enormous undertaking. Like no adult wants to take on this job. And here she took it on. (laughs) And so um, I wanted to support her as best as I could. And we actually put together the entire program ourselves, the curriculum. I wrote it, and I loved writing it. Like, I found one of my passions there, writing curriculum. I just loved it. And so that took up a lot of our time uh, this summer because, you know, it's not – obviously, it's not just the week of camp. There's a lot of preparation weeks coming up to it. And so we were really involved with that. And, you know, just, you know, life, getting ready for college and doing all these last things this year and all that. So our garden, you know, midsummer, we were just like, we're not keeping up. 
we're not taking care of it. We cannot control the weeds. We cannot get in there enough to, you know, really tend to it. And you guys know when you don't tend to something, what happens? It gets destroyed, <laughs> right? I always talk about that um, that kind of analogy. When we don't tend to our garden and it, it, it gets choked out by weeds, it's just like our, our soul. We don't tend to our soul. We don't feed it good, nourishing nutrition, God's word. Uh, we don't, you know, f- feed on things that nourish us. We feed on junk or whatever. And what happens? We get all these weeds and before we know it, it's really hard to control. Well, that's what happened to our garden this year. And so at one point I just said, garden, fend for yourself because, you know, uh, we just can't do it. We have so much going on and it's becoming a burden. And yes, we want to give food to the community. And yes, we want to grow food for ourselves and all that. But this might just be the year we have to let it go. And I think when people are trying to live simply, that is key. You really just have to let go of things, no matter how good they are sometimes. I also let go this year of my Simply Living for Him retreat. And you guys, if you've been listening or following a while, you know how very special that has been to me and a big part of this ministry here to minister not just to homeschooling moms. This was an event for all moms that I put together for three years in a row, a, a women's retreat that was incredibly a ble- you know, it was an incredible blessing. And so even that this year... You know, I really felt the Lord was telling me that it was time to kind of lay that down for a bit. And so even when things are good, sometimes if you want to keep it simple and you want to focus on, you know, doing things well, you have to let other things go. Because we weren't doing the garden well, and I wouldn't have been doing the retreat well this year. So, you know, we had to put them aside. It doesn't mean forever, but it means for now. So that's part of living the simple life. And really, you know, for me, when I talk about living simply, especially if you're new to the podcast, I want you to know this is not just about minimalism because I'm not a minimalist. Come over to my house anytime and you will see. It's not just like this stark, bare, minimalist house or a tiny house or anything like that. You know, we have a normal home with normal stuff, but I do believe that we don't, I, I definitely am not a collector of things, you know. So in that way, I may be a little bit more minimalist than others. But I'm definitely not a minimalist. To me, living simply is really about the spiritual aspect. And it's about your heart. And it's about truly um, focusing on the things that matter most. And I believe that our world is so bogged down by clutter and, you know, physical clutter and mental clutter and noise that it's really hard to you know, get rid of distractions. And we're so distracted from what really matters most. And that is God. And, you know, focusing on living a life, a Christ-like life, you know, seeking after his kingdom, seeking after Jesus, loving on others, living out the word. And a lot of that gets drowned out because we are striving after the things of this world. So I really believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. And like I said in the beginning, the more that I seek after him, the more time I spend in his word, the more time I am with him, I don't really desire to collect things of this world. I don't really desire to strive after the things of this world because I'm with 
Jesus. And he is enough. He is more than enough. And it puts life into perspective when you look at it through that lens. So we're going to talk about that today. I want to really get into how much the word has transformed my life, how much um, I believe that we need to get back in the word, not just like reading a Bible verse in the morning and moving on, but like living our lives with the Bible as a foundation. But I just wanted to talk about, you know, our little hobby farm here because I I don't think I've you know mentioned much of it lately you know we still have this mindset out here we like it slow we like you know growing our food we love having the goats we love having the chickens um, but this year you know we even had to let some of that hobby farm life just get put aside because we have to know when to say when right we have to know when we're getting a little bit too bogged down, even if it's by good stuff. So life on the hobby farm here, we're still puttering along, but you know, we're uh, planning on starting our entire garden over next year. Hey, maybe that'll be some good videos over there on Facebook and Instagram. We're, we're like revamping the entire thing. Steve ripped out all the raised beds. Everything's in a shambles right now. Um, and so we are going to start planning for next year and you know really making sure we don't um, plan for something we can't take care of another really good key to living simply how many of us over plan and then can't keep keep up with it and then we just feel defeated and you know we end up giving up on something so I don't, I told Steve, you know, Steve is a visionary and can be very ambitious in his thoughts. And <laughs> I told him, you know, we have to be realistic about what we can do. Um, and we have to be realistic about what we can do and doing it well. So we give it the proper attention and it doesn't take away from the things that matter most and it doesn't become a burden. So yes, we want to grow in abundance, but how do we do that um, without, being too over the top for something maybe we just can't handle. Hopefully next year, next summer is going to be a little bit quieter and a little bit um, easier around here, but, you know, never say never. So who knows what will happen next year. We never know what tomorrow brings, let alone next year. So anyway, that's about life here on our little hobby farm. We're coming up on five years living out here in the country. I love it so much out here. I I just um, love being able to go outside and feeling like I'm on a vacation, you know, like the views we have of sunsets and sunrises. And now the trees are all changing around us. And the colors are beautiful. I just, I adore living out here. So that's life on the hobby farm. Now I do want to talk about, um, like I said, the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we desire the things of this world. And that really to me is the key to simplifying. But how do we do desire Jesus, right? Like, <clears throat> We have to get to know him, folks. We have to get in his word. We have to um, dig in. And I have seen how my life has been transformed by God's word. Now, obviously, my life is transformed by Jesus. He has saved me. Um, I have seen the spirit work in my life but the bible is central to all of this you know it all goes hand in hand we are saved by jesus the holy spirit works in us and then we are communicating and growing in our relationship with the lord by his word 
That is how the creator of the universe, the one who created those stars, and you guys all know how I feel about those stars, right? If you've listened to me at all recently, the one who created those stars, the one who created this big, majestic universe that we live in also created you. And he wants to communicate with you. If that doesn't make you want to fall down on your face and worship, I don't know what will. Think about that. The God who, like, we make our own life and our own self our own little universe. Step outside your own universe for a second. You are not your own little world. You are not your own little universe. You are a creation of the creator who has set the stars in the sky Go research how big this universe is. You will fall down on your face when you realize God is so much bigger than we make him. See, a lot of the time we make it like our world, our world, our world, our life, our problems, our struggles, our ups, our downs, our joys, our sorrows, us, us, us. How does the Bible fit in? Let me find a verse that speaks to me today. No, 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 no. The purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you really know God? Do you want to really understand him? First of all, our human brain can never wrap around all of who God is, not until we get to heaven. But you need to understand that life is not just all about you and your struggles and how does God fit into that. And how can God help you in your struggles? Throw all of that aside for a minute and just say, I want to get to know you, God. Because when you know God and when you're walking with God and when you're hearing from him and when you're understanding him more, then all those struggles in your life will be dealt with through the lens of God. You will be able to, to deal with whatever comes your way because you are walking with God. See, I feel like a lot of times, now I'm I'm talking to me, me included, way back in the past, I can remember this. I would go to like a women's retreat in my earlier years of, of being a Christian and I would go with this huge agenda. Every year it felt like when I would go to this retreat, I would have something going on in my life at that time that was like the big thing that I was praying about, right? And I would go to that retreat and I'd have that big thing on my mind and I'd journal about that big thing and I'd journal about me and how I feel and I, you know, I'm struggling with this and I need to hear from God. And I would go with that agenda And the speaker would speak about God. And I try to make all those verses she was speaking about fit into my thing. And, you know, oh, if she said something, how did that fit into me? And it's not that I'm saying that God isn't there to, you know, help us through our thing, whatever it is, your struggles. But my mindset was not, I don't believe, in the proper place. That thing... I could have set aside and been like, you know what, I'm going to hear from this speaker. I'm going to spend time alone with God this weekend. You know, I would sit by the lake sometimes, say this beautiful lake with my Bible. But I always had this agenda. I was always asking him to show me, show me, show me. You know, stuff about what I wanted to know about. Sometimes if we just go into it without that agenda, we just want to know God. 
Don't worry. If you know God and you, you get to know him, he's going to help you with that agenda. No doubt. He's going to um, be there through those struggles and, and lead you through those struggles. But I believe we need to put him in his proper place. He is the creator of the universe. He is this big, majestic, powerful, all-powerful God. I want to know him. I want to know him more. I want to get in that word and see. Teach me, Lord. Teach me from your word. Not, okay, Lord, I'm going to tell you what I want you to tell me. That's kind of like what I was saying. I'm telling you, Lord, you know, I want to know how to fix this thing in my life. And yes, it's okay to come to him with our prayers and our requests and our intentions and to, you know, no doubt bring those up to him. But the mindset should be always, you're in your word because you just want to know this God more. I've seen the Bible transform my life. Now, like I said, I I used to go in and nothing returns void. I mean, I had intentions when I went to that Bible, whether my agenda was for me or, you know, whatever. But I have seen God sort of switch things around over the years um, for me where I I don't, you know, I don't go into the Bible with the mindset of me as much as now I go into the Bible with the mindset of, I just want to know you more, Lord, because I know that in turn in knowing you, I will know myself better because you created me. You created my life for a purpose and everything will make sense when I am truly focused on you. And so the Bible has truly transformed my life. I can remember from the very first time I opened it, a friend that I had met, I've talked about her on the blog before, the girl that introduced me to Jesus. She had told me, you know, I was struggling with some things and she had given me a passage to look through. No, actually, I shouldn't say that. She did not give me the passage. She just gave me a Bible. She just told me to look in the, you know, to, to start reading the Bible. And the very first time I opened it, the most precious words jumped off the page and they literally felt like it was God came in the room and was speaking directly to me. And that was a case where exactly what I was reading applied to what was going on in my life, and I needed it at that moment. And that was the beginning. I had found like I found a treasure. It was like, whoa, I want to know this God more. And the more I started to read it, I was blown away. I was reading things, and I was just like, whoa, you know, Now, I want to make it clear. I had no theology yet. I didn't understand the Old Testament, how it applied to the New Testament. I didn't understand a lot at all yet. But the words were jumping off the page to me, and I wanted to know more. And that's the spirit working in you. The Bible is living and alive and active and all-powerful, and it will transform your life. Um, And it, it did, and I started to want to know it more. Did I fall in love with the Bible early on where I was like, I'm reading this every day, and I'm in these deep studies? Absolutely not. I was more in that, probably that mode of, okay, here's a handbook, a self-help book for me. <laughs> people, the Bible's not a self-help book, right? But a lot of times it seems that way. People kind of, you know, in good intentions, you know, want to give somebody the Bible because they feel like it has all the answers, and it does. But again, um, you know, I don't feel like I was very deep yet in the Bible, and but yet God was working. He was creating in me this thirst and this hunger for his word and desire to know God more. 
even if it was still wrapped up in a lot of me, me, me stuff. And so over the years, I continued to read the Bible. I was in Bible studies. I, you know, read it on my own. And I really see how the Word of God has transformed my life. Now, I'm not going to get into the details in this episode, um, but I've talked somewhat in the past about, you know, I did, I did not, I was not raised with the Bible. And so I did not begin this journey until I was probably about 21, um, maybe 22, I don't know, around that age. And no, 21. And so, um, you know, I, I did not have that, that upbringing of the Bible. And so before I came to know Jesus, my life was completely different from what you hear of me now, see of me now. Anything you see of me or any notion you have of me right now, it is, you could go in the entire opposite direction. That's who I was. Without getting into all the details, it was dark. I was in complete rebellion. I was in very bad situations with very bad people doing very bad things. That's really, I'll just leave it at that. If God can take someone like me and transform that into this woman now who has, you know, four kids, homeschooling, ministry, podcast, and is living her life for Jesus, God can do anything. I don't need any apologetics or anybody to tell me God is real because I I see what he's done in my life. Now, I don't believe me. I love apologetics. I'm not trying to say, you know, that I don't, but I'm just saying I the one and only thing for me to know that God is real, there's nothing, no way to explain the transformation that has happened in my life. So there's that big transformation, that huge transformation of literally taking me out of a pit and putting me on a mountaintop with him, really. Um, But then there's been a lot of transformation over the years in different areas. I struggle with anxiety for sure. He has been working on me in that. These are long progressive transformations, though. This is not an overnight thing. I have seen how he's transformed my thinking, the choices that I make. Um, You know, my actions are an outflow of my thinking. I have seen how he has literally transformed the way I think, the things that I dwell on, the things that I um, am focused on. And, you know, that's a lot of what I say when we want to live more simply, that we will live more simply naturally when we are transformed by the word, when we are living for Jesus, because how could you not? You don't, for me, living simply is not about the stuff. As I've said many times, it's about focusing on the things that matter most, having that eternal perspective focusing on things of God. And, you know, if you struggle with being uh, mentally cluttered and you struggle with putting in too much information and all the voices in the world and all the, the news or the internet or Instagram or whatever it is, the more you're in God's word, the less you care what everybody else has to say. And the easier it is to drown out those noisy voices of the world. The more you're in his word, the more you want to know what he has to say, not what Facebook has to say. Like it doesn't become as appealing because you, you're in this relationship with the Lord and what he says is more important than anyone or anything. And, um, you know, the same thing would go for physical clutter. When you're 
walking with the Lord and you're in his word and you're, I mean, you're reading verses that tell you not to focus on treasure here on earth. So you're not going to desire to go on these big shopping sprees at Hobby Lobby or wherever it is. Hey, and don't get me wrong. I still get those desires sometimes, right? These We're all works in progress. But it becomes really less important to have material things because God's word says differently. And he's transforming you through your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And that renewal is really a work of the spirit that takes, I mean, you can't renew your own mind. You can try to change your thoughts. And people say, you know, affirmations and do all these things and repeat these things to change your thoughts. But real true renewal, that word in the original language for um, renewal is renovation. And renovation means tearing down the old, not just like replacing or making it look nice on the outside like fixing up. It's not just a fixer-upper. It's a, re- um, a a renovation. Sorry, I couldn't say the word. It's a renovation where you're completely taking something down, tearing it down, and building new. You can't transform yourself. Only God can do that. Only God. Think of a butterfly, right? A butterfly. We all um, know that that is a really good example, that metamorphosis. Um <clears throat> And that's the word also in Romans 12 too, that trans, uh, be transformed. The original word there is metamorpho or metamorphosis, which means to uh, literally be changed, like in a whole new creation, like a butterfly goes from a caterpillar and then is completely made into a new creature. And that's what happens to us when we are allowing God to transform our mind. Like we can say all we want. I want to think differently. I want to be different. I want to do different. I want, I want, I want. But only God can really do the actual work inside. And so you can say, I want this, I want this, but I'm going to surrender to God and let him do the work in me. And his word will do that. The more you are in God's word, the more, I mean, I get in his word and I'm just like blown away. I can really spend so much time going through the cross cross references, going through, you know, original language, going back and forth. And believe me, I'm not trying to say I'm a Bible scholar. These, I I wish I was, (laughs) but I get so blown away. I can just like, you know, I'm captivated by how incredible this book is and these words are and then God does the work inside me the Bible is not just a book it is living and active and powerful it will convict you to the core it will encourage you like no other it will inspire you and it will work in you and so when I'm in his word I'm not in there because I'm looking for something to fix me. I'm in there because I know that all I have that's messed up will be fixed when I seek him. So sometimes we need to go to the word, like I said, with a little bit of a different agenda. I would encourage you, take a week to not even like go in there with your agenda. I mean, we all do it because we all have things going on in our life and we're all looking for a word to speak into that. I can guarantee you, though, if you just sit in the word for a week, 
And just like, I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you. And you get in that word, you're going to see incredible things. You're going to see things you never saw before. You're going to learn things about God that you're just like blown away. Write it down. Keep a journal. Keep a little Bible journal so you can write the things down that you're learning. Because we as human beings are notorious for getting things, right? Look at those Israelites back in the Old Testament, right? How often they forgot. Write down what you're learning. Write down your thoughts. Write down scripture. I love to write out scripture as well as read scripture because to me, there's something about writing the word. It slows me down to kind of read it differently, to really soak it in, to connect. You're, you're writing out the words of God. Do we ever really think about that? <laughs> like how big and amazing and powerful and majestic the creator of the universe, the one who saved my soul from death, from sure death, the way I was living. I had no business being saved. And out of nothing on my own, God chose me. Jesus saved me from that. I didn't even know where I was headed. Until God stepped in and showed me. And I'm like, whoa. This is not just about a self-help book, living a life of set rules to be the good Christian life and go to church on Sunday and talk and, you know, raise your hands and say you're praising the Lord. This is about really knowing the God of the universe who saves your soul from death without you even knowing I had no idea where I was headed. And when he showed me, you bet I'm going to spend the rest of my life seeking him, sharing him with others, loving him so I can love others, understanding his great love for us. Life is short. We don't have a lot of time. We never know what tomorrow brings. Are we wasting it on the things of this world? Are we making God so small that we're allowing him into our little universe to work in our lives? Or are we really falling on our face to see how incredibly big he is? How incredibly small he are, we are, but he still chose us and loves us and sent his son to die for us? Like, it's incredible. The things of this world completely fade away. It's just like that song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. The things of this world, the things we worry about, the nonsense that goes on every day, completely fade into the background when we really sit and think about the greatness of God. How great is our God? And so I would encourage you, Get in the word, not because, you know, the Christian speaker told you to, not because at church they told you to, not because it's the thing a good Christian does, because you want to be transformed. You're struggling in something, let God transform you. He transforms your thinking. He transforms you from the inside out. How great is our God that he would even do that. I have seen the transformation, like I said, in my life. Am I perfect? Oh my goodness, so far from it. I struggle daily with many different things. I can't even imagine how great those struggles would be, though, without 
his work in my life. But then I say to myself, how much better it could be if I would just stay on this course like I'm supposed to. Because just like you, I get off course. You know, I read my Bible one day and I'm, I'm, I'm completely, you know, into it. And the next day, maybe I just don't, oh, I didn't have time today. You know, I mean, I have those same struggles. Trust me. So I say to myself, <clears throat> go back to his word. Go back to knowing who he is. Look how far you've come. I can't even imagine how much more of a transformation he could do in my life if I would just get to know him more. Open that Bible. Allow him to transform you. I mean, like I said, he took somebody who was living in a complete pit of destruction. Surrounded by darkness plucked me right out of this that and he set me on a hill and he showed me his love and he showed me who he was I just got one little glimpse and I was sold I I never want to turn back to those old ways do I still have a lot of fleshy stuff inside of me that needs to be transformed absolutely And it's a process that will never be perfected until the day I'm in eternity. But I don't want to ever go back to my old ways of thinking or my old ways of being. I only want to be in God's will for the rest of my life. So I would encourage you out there, be in your word. The most important thing, I always say the most important life skill you could teach your child is to seek God first in everything they they do. The most important thing you can do in your life is to seek God first in everything you do. Matthew 6, 33. God first and everything else falls into place under that. Your life will naturally be more simplified because it weeds out all of the unimportant things when you're living for God. And remember that none of us are perfect. We're going to have days where we mess up. We're going to have days where we're, you know, living in the flesh and not in the spirit. But we can always go back to him and continue the transformation process. But you can't transform yourself. You have to let him do it. And so that takes place when you're in your word. The more you're in your word, the more you're going to want to be in your word. When your mindset is truly open to, Lord, transform me, and not, oh, this is something I'm supposed to do for my Bible study homework, trust me, that is when true transformation takes place. So I'm going to leave it at that today, and I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear if you're having the same struggles, if you've been transformed. Let's share our praises. If you've been transformed by the word, I want to hear um, from you and what you felt about this podcast. So comment on the Facebook page, Instagram, wherever you see this. Email me, whatever it is. I want to hear from you. Um, And share the podcast with your friends. If you know somebody who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. I've just been blown away that this podcast has grown every single single week. We have more and more listeners. So I'm so incredibly grateful to all of you for that. I also want to remind you, I'm doing a called home, which is my homeschooling book, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool. I'm doing a called home online book study or a book club. And we started it already, but you can join at any time. It's completely self-paced. And it's just been a real joy to connect with my readers in that group. You can join over at simplylivingforhim.com. You can find Find all the information under the menu for book study. And also um, the homeschool consulting and mentoring program is 
just doing, I'm just loving it. It's just doing such um, wonderful things for me even, you know, I'm, I'm just so blessed by all of the clients that I've met with so far that are just looking for somebody to guide them and encourage them in their homeschool walk. You can find out more about that also at simplylivingforhim.com on the homeschool and consulting page over there. And if you ever have any questions or you just want to shout out or say something, uh, you know, feel free to email me anytime at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com. We're looking to do maybe some Simply Living For Him events coming up, just day events since I am not doing my weekend retreat again next year. We are looking to do day events. If you need a speaker, maybe at your church group or your Bible study group, um, we're looking to do that. If you have a venue or a location in mind, we can chat about that as as well. And I am putting out my speaking schedule for 2020 pretty soon. I will be in various locations across the country this spring speaking at homeschooling conventions. I would love to see you there. So I will see you guys next time. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.